Hey, welcome back to Waking Up with Whitney. This is Whitney Page. In these episodes, I like to take a deep dive into some curiosity and some aspect of life to allow ourselves to bring a little bit more mindfulness and reflection into our day and into our life to make ourselves the best humans possible. This episode, episode number six, is closely related to episode number five. If you haven't listened to that one, don't worry. I'll give you enough summaries before we go there. To recap on episode number five, it was about asking the whys of our life. What I mean by whys, it's noticing what habits we do, what tendencies come up, and seeing if there's a way that we can start to welcome in a challenge for ourselves. So a few examples of whys are why we go to bed when we do, or why we don't have a bedtime for us. Why it's so hard to wake up early, or why we make a cup of coffee first thing in the morning. Why we feel like we have to rely on certain foods to be able to pick us up during the day. Um, What our habits are around spending. And the list can really go on of noticing any habits in our lives, any tendencies that we have, and starting to add a little challenge in to incorporate that change and incorporate that, that, that novelty to life of why we do what we do. For myself, I mentioned that I was starting a juice cleanse, and I spoke through the different whys of why I was doing it for myself. So here in Bali, I'll give you this short and sweet. Um, Here in Bali, getting green juice is pretty cheap, pretty easy. All the products, the greeneries, the produce is so vibrant and everything is grown here. So it was kind of like a no-brainer. And honestly, it's quite cheaper. I noticed the fears that were coming up. So when I started to ask the questions, I asked them in terms of my body, my emotions, for social reasons, for societal reasons, for nourishment. I started to ask myself all of these questions of why I was doing it. And as you start to ask yourself more of these questions of why you do it, you start to notice the fears and the discomforts that come up. And for myself, all of these things rooted around the fear of giving up food and the fear of giving up food for emotional support, where this is something that is, that as humans and as in the world that we live today, many of us rely on food to be able to comfort us in times when, um, when something in your outside world starts to throw you off a little bit. And I started to notice these times where I was like, oh, let's go to the bakery, let's go get a little snack, let's get a little pick-me-up. But through those times, I was really pushing through emotions that I needed to feel so that I could allow the emotions to pass through my body, allow for myself to experience them, grow from the experiences, and then move on so that I'm not carrying those emotions with me during the day. As I started the juice cleanse, That was one thing that I made sure that I was very clear on, was understanding my whys of why I was doing this. And then from there, 
I set my timeline of when I wanted to check in with myself to end this so that there is an expiration date to this and you just don't become psycho and disappointed in yourself for failing in quote-unquote ways that you think that like this juice cleanse should last 30 days when it doesn't necessarily need to do that. So I wasn't going for necessarily physical or health benefits but I was more so going for observing my body as I wrote out the emotions and then being able to notice how my mind and my gut work together so that I could try to clear that channel. And let me tell you, I experienced all of the above and I am so proud of myself for doing this. So I am happy to dive even deeper into this. So let's continue on. Going back to evaluating at what day two and day three looked like. So in my mind, I knew that I have tendencies to overachieve. So I knew that if I put day two as the mark, that was a really great way for me to check in and say, hey, like you're able to, to stop this now, but let's see how you're doing. And that was a really great way for me to say like, hey, congratulations, you hit day mark, day, day two mark. Let's keep going. Let's go to day three. And I knew day three from doing a little bit of research is typically the day when it really starts to kick in. You really start to hit the emotions of not being able to rely on food. I knew that I had a few social situations that might have also tested me as well. And so I knew day three is probably a pretty realistic timeline for me. And so day turns out three days is exactly how long my fast ended up being. And I was really proud of myself to be able to notice that I had my over ten, ten, my overachieving tendencies, as many of us do. And that difference of having the goal from day two to day three was really nice. So now that I'm on day four, I'm able to allow myself to feel the success, feel the benefits, and then also knowing that I can bring the benefits back into my life in different ways. And so that leads me into the next step. As I was doing this, I noticed that it was really important to have my backup plans. So as long as, as well as knowing the duration of how long you foresee this going on, like any science experiment, you also need to have your backup plans for if this comes up, what am I going to do? What are my options so that I'm not sabotaging myself and I'm not abandoning the plan? For myself, I knew that hanging out with friends and talking with people really energized me. I also knew tea and coffee was an option. And I always really enjoy going for walks. I seemed to forget as I was doing the planning process that meditation and rest also was a really great option, but I definitely took full advantage of that during the cleanse. Another one that I noticed during the cleanse was using my brain as power versus having to think that I was only hungry the entire time. So if you are trying to cut out food and replace it with juice, as I was, 
or if you're trying to replay to take coffee out of your life and um, and replace it with something maybe lemon water with hot water and lemon then the way to do it is not to continually think about the food or the coffee that you can't have or else you will go crazy you will go crazy I caught myself doing that I caught myself stuck on the idea that I was just so hungry and that I felt so weak and so disempowered and I might just really have to have a smoothie bowl or some a piece of fruit or something that's pretty clean. And I tried to go through this whole justification process in my mind of, oh well it would be it would be really okay. It would be okay if you did that. But I knew deep down in my being that I was doing this cleanse for my own self and to be able to build up improved myself that I really have that willpower that I know I really do deep down have. And by having a piece of fruit or smoothie is only a small cop out. It's only a way to sidestep what I was actually trying to do. So on evening two, I went out with some girls, some of my girlfriends here for dinner at one of my favorite restaurants and I made sure that I had my backup option. So I wasn't going to eat, I was going to enjoy their company fully, but what I was going to have was my cacao shot, which is um, like raw, pure chocolate um, in shot form, which it has so many medicinal health benefits that it's so good for you and there's no sugar added, it's, it's very clean. And so I made sure that that was my backup option in that situation. Um, day two was really great. Day three was when everything started to get really testy. Um, I really had to start trusting myself and knowing and reminding myself why I was doing this. So it really comes back to the whys as we start to settle into discomfort and fear. The whys start to become ever more important. For myself, this showed up right around 3.30 on day three. It was the afternoon. Um, that morning I decided to go out for a run, which a run which turned into a walk, which turned into a really terrible idea. <laughs> that was something that I learned in the process was to set clear boundaries for myself going into these things. But beside the point, th we're rolling around right around 3.30, 4 p.m. on day three. And I'm asking myself, what would happen if I... If I, if I ended now, what would happen? Can I just have a meal? And so sure enough, um, I walked myself to one of my favorite restaurants. But I also knew that this restaurant had some really great drinks, like really great teas, really great... I thought they had coffee, but sure enough they didn't have it. Which was a blessing in disguise because I ordered this really amazing pot of white tea, white peony tea, which was had all of the most juicy beautiful flavors in it I really enjoyed it and as I was sitting there I was I kept looking at the menu I kept looking at the food menu the drink menu and I was like what am I gonna do I, I saw everyone ordering their different beautiful meals and I was like I knew what all of them tasted like and I was like oh, I just I would love I would kill for a meal right now but I knew also that I had my journal in front of me and I knew that 
writing was a really great way for me to channel my hunger energy into creative energy, which was one of my whys. I was trying to understand how the, the mind and the brain, I mean the mind as the brain, and the gut are connected to each other. And I was trying to open up this channel. And so instead of avoiding my creative endeavors and my writing and creating, I decided to open up the journal, order the pot of tea, and really just fall into the moment of what my mind could come up with. And that sweet curiosity that, that our mind continues to prove to us every single time was so much fun. It was like, it was, it was like a dance. It was like a, such a refreshing reset for me to be able to do the work that I really needed to do and channel that hunger energy into creative energy. And then from there, I also treated myself to a nice pedicure after and then walked myself home and tucked myself into bed. And that wrapped up my day three and I left at the, at what from 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. was my like greatest testing time. And I really survived those six hours and was so proud of myself in the process. And so that leaves me to wrap up with the final two things. And that is reflection and celebration time. As I was writing, there were different times that I also wanted to reflect myself on how I was feeling and what lessons I was learning in the process. So as I was noticing all the discomfort and the fears that were coming up of all the different ways I wanted to escape, I kept reminding myself and coming back to why I was doing it and the lessons I was learning in those moments. I reminded myself that if I backed out at 4 p.m. on day three, that's a feeling that would leave me with disappointment after I had done those, the, the previous days two and a half days had been leading up to this exact moment when the work finally begins. And so the reflection time is ever more important when you're doing the, the actual work as finishing up the work. So now as I wind out of the juice cleanse, I bring myself back and say, hey, how am I going to incorporate this into my real life? Now that I bring food back in, what am I going to do? And for myself, that's, that is going to look like bringing more mindful eating around when emotions come up what, in, in the habits that I choose. So it's, am I leaning to, to go to walk myself to the bakery? Am I leaning to go to this place or that? Or do I really just need to lay down for a little bit and rest myself so that I can start to come back or start to write more? And so it's noticing that it's that as we are changing these habits, it's really learning how to shift the energy to give us more energy and give us more power. And then from there, the last step is to celebrate. So as I was going through the reflection process, I kept telling myself the inner, the inner thoughts are so important. I kept telling myself, I am so proud of you. You are doing this and you are doing so well in the process. And yeah, I did celebrate that evening with a pedicure and I did celebrate by riding around on my scooter for a good amount of time and just taking in the air and what it means to really be here in this moment. So 
yeah, my, I understand that being here in Bali gives me a lot more opportunities to be able to make this more accessible for me and a lot and easier in different ways. But also as you might be back at home working or in some sort of routine, notice that that's also a really great opportunity to start to bring these things naturally into your life because the mind is already busy most of the day. So when the mind is its busiest, it's usually not thinking 24-7 about what food am I going to eat next? Like, how am I going to end this? Because you're usually not thinking about the challenge that you're doing. Instead, you're just doing it. And then when it comes time to that noon time, that lunch time, when you're like, what choice am I going to make? It's just that small divergence of, oh, I'm going to go for that juice or I'm going to, going to take care of myself in this way. So that is the last thing I have for you today. So really, like, it goes back to just, as a little recap, knowing your whys, knowing your backup plans, really tapping into that emotional energy that you have. And then, lastly, reflecting and celebrating your victories. So that is what I have for you today. I am certain that more curiosity challenges will come up so we will explore more of them as time goes on so please let me know what your curiosity challenges are I'll probably end up making a list of them of some other potential ones so then maybe that's a way for you to start doing one yeah that's all I have for today so check this out subscribe on Spotify Apple podcast SoundCloud whatever wherever you listen to your podcasts and have a great day. Thank you.